Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Good morning.
Good morning. Good morning. Oh, you can see when I get on the line, huh? Huh? You can see when I get on the line, huh? No. How did you know? You heard me? Uh-huh. I heard the background. Oh, you hear background? I heard it. Well, I heard something. Uh, do you hear background? Because there is a radio on in the background, like um radio station. Do you, do you hear it? Yeah, I guess that's, I heard something. That's why I know somebody came up. My just well, you got uh all the same thing I got. It don't tell you when people come up. Uh huh. Oh, you just hear it. You that's, just got that search that. Right. Only difference about. Talk to. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between talk to and other uh, compliment lines. Other compliment lines, they make them, you know, you beep or something when you come on. But talk to you, you don't know when somebody come on. Oh, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. That's good. That's good. I'm still resting. I ate something last night and didn't agree with me, so I'm just still resting. I'm not fully up yet. Well, we just so going to touch bases because I'm still looking for some things that we can put in place for bylaws. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know uh, Pastor Albright got in contact with me that she had to go to work 10 o'clock this morning. So okay. um, I I told her it would be all crazy, so we're just going to be waiting for uh, uh, Pastor Washington to get online. Hi, I'm here. Hi, Pastor Washington. Hey, good morning. Good morning. And uh, Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father God, for 
waking us up on due time this morning, touching us with this thing of love, letting us another day to go on in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we ask that as we come together, Father God, trying to put together that which you have put before us in a vision with the women of God that you have surrounded us with, Father God. We ask that we come on one accord this morning, Father God, walk in the comfort of your word, Father God, and trying to establish what direction that you are taking us in as far as laying down the bylaws for your organization, Father God. Well, God, you told me in the word, lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge God in all my ways, and you will direct my path. So, Father God, we ask that you direct our path this morning. Father God, let us walk in hearing what the Holy Spirit had to say out of all of us about what the determined bylaws are and what we look forward to walking in the bylaws that you will in your organization. We thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Mm-hmm. Amen. I, um, I'm going to have to have another meeting because I'm really, I have never, um, Tangled or touched with bylaws of putting together an organization or church or anything. So I need to do a little more understanding to it. If you can give some insight this morning, I would appreciate it. I think, Pastor, that before we can even um, create bylaws, we need to know exactly what the function and what the goals and the expectations of the organization is going to be. And then if I can make a suggestion, once you have a, all un, a clear understanding of what the objectives are and the expected outcomes, then we can create bylaws to function around those. And maybe so it doesn't be a burden on just one person, that everybody that's part of the group now can come up with at least one bylaw, and then we'll come together and discuss them and I don't think we need, like, a whole lot, maybe, like, four or five in the beginning to get started because we can always amend it or just something to get started. So when we're ready to do the 501c, we have something to send to Albany. I mean, that would be my suggestion. Okay. Yeah. So we, what we need to do, from what I'm gathering from what you just said, we need to sit down and talk about our mission statement then. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, amen. That's the number one thing. That's correct. I agree. Well, Pastor, can you enlighten us and share what some what you um, what you think your mission statement should be about? Not we're not writing it; we're just discussing it right now, so we can all get a clear understanding. Well, I think that um, the mission that God has given me and part about this organization is to bring churches under being free to be able to um, spread the gospel without without it being um, without it being hindered by the traditional 
of the old traditional church by our Lord. Mm, okay. Um, um, for instance, just to give you an example, what I I feel that when the Shekinah glory falls on the church, that we let God have His way. Um, if I could implement anything, let I mean, let us not just say "Have your way, Lord," and then when He shows up and everybody's praising God and worship Him and 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 we doing that for like two hours or three hours in the church that um the denominational churches they want to break that up and go on and do their service. Uh, I I kind of want church to have freedom to be able to truly let God have His way. Okay. Um, so the mission that, that God has given me is to bring um, churches together on one accord um, and allowing God to be God in his own house. Mm-hmm. With, with that being said, Pastor, I think that we need to identify, what, when you say traditional churches, I think we need to look at the group first. What are some of the roles of traditional churches? Because what you want is not to have a traditional church, but if we don't know what I can see, what are some of the guidelines for a traditional church, we don't know how to counteract it. So maybe if we can um, talk about what are some of the standard practices in the traditional church and then create a byline that would be the opposite of that so that when people come in, they have to be willing, they have to, be willing to abide by that particular guideline that they want to not conform to the traditional, but conform to the norm that this organization has. Well, I, I think that one of the things that I would want to put in place is that um, that we reach out to the community. Um, yeah, that's from all walks of life. We don't. Right. We don't. We don't see that anymore. Um, the church really being part of the community. It's like we separate stuff, and I love to bring that back because that's what I enjoy about the whole church, about you know, where I where I grew up, getting to know who Jesus was. That we we went to church um, only two Sundays out of the month, but the other two Sundays we went to fellowship with the other churches. Or um, my grandmother and them. We had church all day, you know, and I come from a Baptist church, and we went in the morning, and and when we came out to get ready for evening churches, my grandmother was a missionary, and they went out to the, all the houses and and checked on the sick and the suffering, and then came back to church that evening. So I think it was like that grew me up to see a church that was about the community. Amen. We we need to we need to be able to um reach those that are that are curious about what a, um what what it takes to be a believer, what a believer, uh, what the characteristics of a believer is. We need we need to have that somewhat in our in our um our um creed. I call it a creed, y'all. Yeah, we need a creed that um. That we we need we need these people to under we we want them to, if they're curious 
we we want to be able to find the right words to introduce them to the Word of God, so that they can't. If they're not curious, they'll become curious. Mm-hmm. We need to point out some ways in where we can help them. You know, if they come underneath this hole, the changes in your life. Well, and then uh, we let them know we're not we're not we're not a dis, we're not we don't discriminate we don't discriminate. But once you come under God, you're coming under God, and that means about making a change. Well, if I can simplify that, I think that we would implement that each one of our churches would be an evangelistic church. Okay. He said that that is that is a church that evangelizes. Look, what I'm just to add to what I'm saying. If you're going to have an evangelistic church, then we have to go back to what the pastor said too. In order to be an evangelist, they have to know what are the characteristics of a believer. You know, they have to have that embedded in there. So if you're going to tell them they're going to come in, but how are they going to come in? What rules are they going to have to? Um, what qualifications you're going to have to have, like a believer. You have to know that you need this certain characteristics, or we have to help them to get these certain characteristics. We have, we have, to, break, we have to break it down right? Like, just like um, and make it really simple because right. that's what I do here with my grandchildren. I break it down. It's not, it's not just more so about dotting every eye and stuff that people say, but you need to break it down, make it simplicity where people can understand what you're saying. Because even if we say evangelize and stuff like that, we understand, but we might understand what that means. But someone outside, they don't know what we're talking about. So I, I, I need to tear, I need to tear it apart. That's what I right. say when I say the first, I need to tear it apart. I want yeah. you to understand what worship can do for you. What reading this Bible, what applying this Bible can do for you as you apply it, you apply the Word of God to your life, and how, and 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 then after you start applying it, you find out how you can implement it into each area of your life, so that you can see the difference in what is going to make to you, it's going to bring to your life. Because each word, each for each each time you read that Bible, you might need to read that same verse over and over. But each time, it depends on the situation you're going through. It's going to give you another. It's going to give you another way of how how I can use this in my life. So we need to implement it. I need to tell you how I'm going to how you need to implement it. What wow. the, what what's the purpose? What is the purpose? We need a we need a purpose first. We need the purpose. Mm-hmm. Well, the worship, the ministry, the evangelism, and the um, discipleship. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I think that though, now, because y'all get me, y'all get me kind of mixed up when you're saying all what you're saying to Pastor Washington, because <laughs> I think that we're looking to write our mission up that we understand. To the other pastors, to anyone, to to other people coming up under the ministry, what our mission is, um, and, and so if you say if you say evangelism, you want to cultivate. Okay, when we understand a writing, what I'm gathering now, if I'm wrong, y'all, y'all correct me. What I'm understanding is that we're writing our mission, the mission statement 
to those that are in Christ and also to those that are going to read it before when we send in the 501c3 that they know what our mission is all about what we're reaching out to do. Now, yes. because I'm, what I'm hearing you saying is the stuff that we need to walk in and do. Because, see, an unbeliever, the only thing that we can do is, is have classes and have things to bring them in, to, to bring them into understanding. That's what I believe that new member classes are for. I believe that when we go out and evangelize, that we go out. See, evangelistic work is going out talking to people in, and, and giving out um, flyers and giving out different things that people can talk to you and question you about while you out on a corner. Or if I'm in New York, I'm in the subway down there handing out uh, uh, different things about Christ. And somebody said, well, what is this? And what is it? And I'm able to explain it. Um, I think on a mission statement, we would write down what we would, what kind of like what we're going to do as far as doing the evangelistic work. Am I, am I right along, uh, Pastor Charles? What I, I hear what you, um, you guys are saying and what I can suggest. In a, no, you're also right. But what I'm going to suggest, and why don't I do this, if it's okay with you? Since I have an idea now exactly what you guys would like, um, give me a couple of days, and what I can do is probably sit down and create a mission statement that can incorporate the ideas we just spoke about, and then we can go over it and we can tweak it and see whatever we need to change or delete or to add, just to, to you know, just for the umbrella. And Amen. Would that be okay with you guys? Yeah. Write that mission statement. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. we, I was, we, were touring, we were touring class how to um how how to write it and uh, the um the main main things that we're going the main principles that the precepts that we're going to need for it. You know, right. involve worship, ministry, evangelism, and discipleship. Right. So are four um things that we really need, we need we really need to bring in, but you need to we need to break like we just saying break it down so other people can understand it because we might have been in there for a while but other people are not going to understand what we're talking about. Right, it has to be simple, straight to the point, but embed the the concepts of the ideas that we want. So I definitely agree with that. So if you want to help me, you know, you create one. Reverend Coppin create one. I create one. Uh, we can. Um, and then combine them. Uh, I, we can, I, I, uh, you know, I, tweak it. Whatever way you want, it's fine with me. And, that, that's uh, good. Uh, I think. I think what you just said is good. That each of us write one, and we come back and we read it. I will pass it on to Pastor Albright, and we'll come yeah. back and we'll read well, our, our our mission statement and whatever's missing in mine that that you got and whatever's missing in yours that I got that ain't on yours, we can implement them into one mission statement. One mission. Can we not only write it, um, you know, read it to each other because some of us are are visual learners. I need to see it sometime on paper. Can we actually email it to each other once you, you know, we set a date? And we can email this way. We can all look at it in writing. That would be good. 
Right. And I I like what the um, the pastor said about um, the Catholic Church. And when she what you said that, when I'm, I was thinking about them, once the program actually gets started, that will be an excellent workshop. You know, the characters of a belief of a believer, and and actually mm-hmm. the application of it. You know, I know I'm a believer, but well, how do I apply it? That's something that should be like a workshop that we can, you know, train the um the the churches that's coming in or the leaders of those churches that's coming in. That would be a class on franchilism. Exactly. Correct. That's correct. But that sounds that sounds like a workshop and then that's also um a bylaw because we can work that into being a bylaw because before you can have the class you have to make sure that everybody is agreeing to be, you know, mm-hmm. for that aspect. So that, what you just said was a really a twofold thing, which is excellent, because one part of it is a bylaw. And the second part of it is a workshop, which is excellent. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought about one thing, um, not talking about the creed, though. I thought about one of the classes that a lot of the churches do not actually have. I've sat next to people that have been in church 10 or 15 years and do not know the books of the Bible. Uh-huh. And I, I, would, I, would, I would like to, for a class, for there to be a class, of teaching people the books of the Bible. We used to do it in a song, and when I was in New Life Bible Institute, we used to do it in a song. And just, you know, you point to this person, that person, you know, because as well, a lot of people are older, so this this would, this would keep them in track of this is the, these are the, this is the books of the Bible. We um, One person say Genesis, the next person say Exodus, and we do it like that just to teach them the, the um, books of the Bible so that they don't have to run to the index. I want a church where I don't want my people, when we go to a church, when we go to another church for a service, I don't want them to have to thumb to the index or the pastor to have to tell them where to look. They should already know. So I, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I, I really, I'm really big on that. I teach, I teach my family the books of the Bible. I give them the books of the Bible because you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't know where it's at. Nobody should have to wait and play catch up because you're still looking for it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that, that would be a, a workshop. Me too. I, I look at that to be something that I will implement inside the a new members class. That, that would be a major part of the new members class that that would be one of the things that they would be teaching in the new members' club. And I do agree with you overall that sometimes the way that to today that even some of our older people don't know how to go because I watch them. You know, you'd be saying, you'd be up there preaching, you'd be saying, when everybody got to say amen, you might get two amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and other people are still looking, you know, and then you get ready to get your message. You say, well, listen, this is in between uh, 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 Malachi and, uh, uh, and, and on the other side of Matthew is in between Malachi and, and, and Luke, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. So what can you we, guys can we, um, I'm sorry, but you guys actually are saying, too, you were shipping around, but 
what I'm what I'm taking away right now is that we need a purpose statement and also a mission statement. Am I, am I correct? Is that what I'm saying? So when you when you have the when you do any kind of paperwork, they're going to ask you what is your purpose of the organization, and then your mission statement is going to be what the um how you're going to enforce or embed it or arrive at it or function of it. Not that you can just com- combine it as one. Amen. Well, Okay. Well, we're gonna to look to combine it as one. I think I think I think our purpose is to uh, when we're looking in our mission statement, our our purpose is to um, gather people to walk in and uh, um, and I would I they may not I don't know how this word to fit with this, but. My purpose is to bring people to walk in the fullness of the unselfish word of God. Um, without us, without them being caught up in other doctrines and being misled into other fables in other directions other than the word of God. Right. That, that's specific. That's targeted and specific. Without other gospels. That's okay. That's good. Yeah. Um, can we put some verses in here for us yes. to um, for us to help us with uh, Matthew twenty two, thirty six to forty, and Matthew twenty eight eighteen to twenty. Mm-hmm. Just just some verses like for discipleship and about ministry and worshiping, just to give us some care, um, just to give us some good points, some precepts on where we're going with this to help us in um, what we're writing. These verses, these verses that I wrote down, they would help us. They would help us get some um, complaints out of it. Hey, man, I, I see that. I believe that. It is, I mean, those are other elements that I would love to have in the mission statement that we we, we are, we're, uh, our, our mission is to bring people into true worship, and true praise of God, um, um, people being converted and and transformed into being disciples. So I, I I'm going to accept for all that to be on the mission statement. Uh-huh. Now, Reverend Collinson, what you said was good. Did you write that down? You have it written down like you said it some way on a on a piece of paper, and then if you did. Right. If you haven't, please write it down and then email it to me. I'll email it to us so we can oh. look at it and and tweak it. Because um, Pastor Albright want to amend that also or add something to it. Okay. So we all be clear on the purpose, and then once we all agree on the purpose, then we can all then work on the next. It's the mission statement. Amen. Amen. I'll do that. I'll tell you what. Anybody got my phone number? Please just send me your email addresses. Okay. And when I write it up, I'll write it up sometime this week, and I'll email it out to y'all. Okay, that'll work. Wait, 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 wait. You're you're gonna you're gonna um um I'll exchange with with everyone. So you're gonna you're gonna get the email addresses for everyone and send it to us. Right. Yes. Yeah. Just just inbox me or text it to me on my phone or inbox me on Facebook. And um, I'll have your email address, and 
I'll send what I just said about the purpose. I'll send it out to everybody, and then, like uh, Pastor Charles said, y'all can critique it, and y'all can add on things that um, you see. And then y'all can email them back to me, and then I can read what, what y'all said. And by the time, I'm looking, I'm looking maybe we'll, we'll come back in two weeks and meet again on a Saturday if uh, if everybody's free and able or we'll pick a day. And two weeks to give us time to write up a mission statement and a purpose statement that we combine them all together. And if we send each other, like Pastor Charles was saying, what we're writing and and. and Looking at that, that time when we come back together, we all will be on one page. And so, what, you, what you're saying is that we're all going to send you the email statement or emails, right? And you're going to send each one of us the list of the emails so we can be able to um, see every everybody can be able to see everyone's statement because um, it, it might um, we, we might be able to uh, it might be everything might be able to coincide. Amen. We, Amen. Aside, and then we all send it back into you. Amen. That's right. We, but we're going to need each other's email address. That's Amen. right. Yeah. Well, you can send it all to you. You can, send, this, you can put it together and send us a list. Well, this is what I'm going to do. Y'all mm-hmm. send me email addresses. When I send the letter out, at the bottom of the, uh, 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 when y'all send me your email addresses, and I send what I write down, I'm going to have everybody else's email statement at the bottom of the page when I write it out. And that way, when y'all get it, everybody will have each other's email address. That's okay. All right. I think I send the statement out when I'm going to write up what I just said. I'll send that out to y'all and at, down at the bottom, and it have each person's email address. Cool. Mm-hmm. And that way, everybody will have it. And then we could just keep and uh, we could just keep contacting each other on what's going on through our email. Right. And I think I'm passed. I think that's a good idea. And if you could also. Um, Address. Um, we were talking about the the role of a traditional church. If you can just maybe list on on the on your um, text or your email, what are some of the roles that you see of the traditional churches? Because those are the things that we want to move away from. So if you can maybe just itemize us some of those um, those items that you see traditional churches do that you're not comfortable with that you want to kind of eradicate from 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 the, the services that we're going to be doing. Now, uh, uh, one of the things that um, I liked as a young as a young um, girl, the traditional church used to do was uh, the choir marched in, and they don't do that no more in the churches. The choir actually marched in. They didn't took so much out of the so much out of it now. I think that was so awesome how the choir marched in. But um, and 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 I think that's good. But my concern is, what is it that when we say traditional churches, what does that mean? What what are the churches doing? That's um, and I I know my feelings what I have. I want to get your ideas of what you see of what the churches are doing that you're not pleased with, and how can we make it better? Right, because yeah. see, what you just said, what you just said, uh, 
Pastor Watson to. It's something that a pastor installed installed in the church on what what she or he wants. Um, it's like a lot of a lot of pastors today don't line up the word of God before uh, uh, they sing the the, uh, the hymns in the churches. When I grew up, before they sung a hymn, the pastor lined the hymn up before it was sung. So That's I mean. I mean, you know, some they don't do that. You know, some churches do it, some churches don't. But that's what you mandate in your church of what you want. What we're looking for is something that the church is doing that we want to move away from right. um, the traditional thing that they do that's hindering. Like, like I say, like I say, uh, like I tried to give an example earlier, when the Holy Ghost falls into the church. They mm-hmm. if it's down, then the pastor wants to step back in and go on with taking up money and 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 and, <laughs> and announcements and stuff like that. Those those are things that I look for. That if God shows up and the house is being filled with praise and worship, and it goes on for two hours straight, we have church. Okay. You know? And, what about <laughs> contemporary music when they're playing it on the radio or on this, um, they're playing it from their phones? I think those are things that we need to address. Um, as, because uh, I know when I when I get in the pulpit, I I want people please today turn your phones off. Don't see my people sitting in the pulpit looking over, looking through their what's name. <laughs> we got a lot of people. We got a lot of people today that use they use their phones and they follow you on the phone in scripture, or they pull out their, 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 the the uh, the iPad or, or this here. So technology has come in to make people do those things, but. I mean, that's all the individual that's, that's preaching that. Uh, you know, I wish everybody would not. We would just pick up our Bibles and follow me. I don't want to see people's phones out or whatever. Mm, that's young people. Yeah, so there's some things that, you know, when we're looking at what I gather, when we're looking at talking about the things in church that bother us, uh, things that disturb us as a whole. Um, the the format of, of of how the church is called the praise and worship. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. Right. I really gotta go back in and 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 look um about some of the things that are mandated in the traditional church that I don't want mandated in our organization. And right. I, I think go back and look at look over them as a whole because each traditional church have something that I never agree with. You got the Methodists, you got the Presbyterians, you got 
the Church of God in Christ. You got uh, 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 the Baptists. You got the Missionary Baptists. You know, you got the the Amy Zion uh, um, Methodist Church. So, I mean, I need to go back and I need to look at some of the traditional things that they're doing that I don't want to hinder people and our organizations from setting a structure their church up in. Because I even was I reading this that, that even some non-denominational churches have acquired some of the same traditions in, their, in, in the non-denominational church. And I think you said the key word, Pastor, um, the format. That's what we need to look at, the format of traditional churches versus the format of the church that you want. I think that's the key right there. Right. So I think that if we all just, just go up and look at what we would not want to implement in this organization and bring right. churches together and, and and come back at our next week and be able to talk about, well, what, what did you find that you see that you would not want to do? Let's, let's, let's do that. Let's make the next name the part about what you don't want to do. Don't come with what you want to do. Come back what you would not want to do, and we would right. and we make that a part of the meeting, and then we'll come back again and have a meeting about what we would want to implement. And that's we, what I was saying to you in the beginning. That was my question. You know, uh, that's what I was trying to explain to you guys. That's exactly what I was saying. Amen, amen. So I think that would be the best thing to come back with, um, talk about our mission statement, talk about our purpose, and then talk about the things we don't want to bring into this organization to implement the church that the traditional church does. Uh-huh. That's exactly what I was saying. That's correct. Amen, uh-huh. amen. So just to take away from this meeting, we're going to all work on the purpose. That's the purpose statement, right? That's what we're working on now? The purpose statement. Okay. And and then you're going to also email us um, the the addresses uh, of everyone so we can stay in contact. Okay. We're going, to, we're going to send out the missionary statement. I mean, we're going to send out no, the, the, the email. We're going to send out the email. <laughs> And I'm going to say, when I said the purpose of what I taught, what I said earlier, then uh, I, I'll put at the bottom of that everybody's email address. Right. Okay. That's 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 that. Well, we try to hold everybody for a long time. I think we could come right now, and um, I will pass it on to Pastor Albright. Amen. And then we can move on from there. So let's look at uh, not next Saturday if possible, but the Saturday after that. And that will give us this whole week and the next whole week to really um, look at what we're going to come to the people with. Um, Pastor, um, I don't know where I'll be. Um, I would text you, but I know I'll be in uh, South Carolina on the that's the twentieth. But um, if I'd be available at that time, I, I'm not sure because I don't know what my family's gonna be doing. But whatever it is, I will have my work done, and I make sure that I email it to you or you know right. talk to you before time. 
Okay, that's good. And I'll be able to spread just like today. Pastor Albright had to go to work, um, and she just told me to get back in contact with her with everything that was said, and um, I'll do that. And if one of y'all talk to her during that time, I know how Pastor Washington talks. Uh, is somebody going to take the minutes for t- today's meeting? Uh, I write down everything that we did. I'll just type it up because we want to start keeping the record of the minutes. Well, we know Pastor Washington is writing everything right now. Oh, <laughs> okay. Excellent. So, Pastor right. Washington, if you can be so kind, we talked about the community, um, the community being um, the church being a part of the community, and this, we have to minute, and we have to gather the people from all walks of life, and i got to write down the thing about the um. We're going to send an email. So we're each going to each going to write a a statement. We're going to write um a, a credence and each will. Oh, I'm sorry. I got a very important phone call, y'all, from the um the, um the hospice. Okay, I gotta go. It's from the hospital. Okay. 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 All right. All right. But um, I'm quite sure she wrote down everything. So I asked her to do that. We come up here, so she'll be writing down everything that we talk about. Right. What you can do, well, when you get us the email addresses, what she can add to it because I, I took some notes too. And I, that's how I learn and keep focused. That when she sends us the minutes, and we can add the, the, the questions that we had. Um, what is the um a church? Did you you said something about a church to be free to spread the gospel without tradition. So yeah. one of the things that we need to put into the um, the minutes is that we reviewed um, the basis for the bylaws, and one would be we would like to have a church to be free to spread without the uh, spread the gospel without tradition. We also talked about community. How we're going to do community outreach, and we uh, and Pastor Washington also spoke about the characteristics or the creed of a believer and the application. So that should be something that's embedded inside the minutes. So those are going to be, um, what do you call it, next steps. Right. These are all the things that we need to address that we talked about. So those will be the next steps. So we have the minutes, and then she can, you know, send it to each one of us. We can always have that to go forward so we know we stay on track and don't, you know, be funding all over the place. And um, review some of the stuff that we talked about and not just have it out there and not do anything about it. Okay, so I tell you what, when you get a chance, you email me what you what you got. Okay. And what I do is give her the email what she got and then uh whatever's missing on her paper that she missed that you got on your paper, I just add it to one paper and then I just re email it out to everybody. All right, so you know what I do? I uh, I'll, I'll, I'll also type up a minute. The way that I heard it, and I'll and I'll eat, and I will email it to you. How's that? And then okay. that way you can add um, and and take out whatever you want, and then you can and whatever Pastor Washington write, you can just combine it, whatever. Right, I'll combine them together, and then I'll send them back to, to I'll send it back to you. I'll send it out to Pastor Albright, and then Pastor Washington, and we'll all yeah. hello. Um, yeah, Pastor Washington, you had somebody in hospice? Um, yes. 
I'm sorry. We, 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 I had somebody in hospice also. Yeah, and I wasn't wasn't sure about the phone call, but what I was told just now is that uh, uh, nobody's an, no one's answering his phone. Um, I'm I'm going to go up there today anyway. I was there until the, eleven o'clock last night. Nobody's oh, in his phone. I'm calling nurses station first and see if they can tell me give me any information. If not, I'll be on my way up there. Is it a close relative, Pastor Washington? Oh no, no, no! I met him three weeks ago. He was a—he's uh, a friend of a friend, and she wanted somebody. Uh, she wanted somebody to walk with her through um through this because she didn't exactly know, you know, what to do, and she was just, you know, kind of upset about it. So I'm the calm in to keep the, you know, to keep the calm, keep her up, you know, walk walk with her so she won't be too upset, and to talk to be there to talk with him and. You know, I mean, more so was getting stuff out of him also about what he wants done and uh, what decisions he want to make and the will, right, and everything like that. I was I was walking with them on that. So now it, it kind of a little scared me a little bit last night, to be honest with you, because we were talking and he kept going. I mean, like literally going out. Yeah, yeah. Then he come back to come back. He wake up after a few minutes. And say, uh, did I go? Did I go again? And so, I sat there a long time, and I, I said, well, if he if he does pass right now, because his family they came from uh, St. Louis, and I would be if he does pass right now, they're not here there in Philadelphia, but somebody will somebody someone will be sitting here with him. Pastor so, is a believer. Not uh, yes. Yeah, so he, he, he was. Uh, let's say he was a uh, a believer that was not walking when he shouldn't have been walking. Let's just say it like that. But has he has he confessed that Jesus is the Lord and Savior? Oh, oh, oh yes, oh yeah. That was the first thing, and I walked. Mhm. Yeah, okay. we talked. We talked about the Lord yesterday. We talked about what the what um right now what he believes his purpose is right now that God is calling him home calling him home. He's going to go up there. He's going to go and be with the Lord now. He's he's at peace. He's not a he's not crying about it anymore. He's ready. He's he said I'm I'm ready to go home. If God okay. calls me right now, I'm ready. Okay. So, so right. I left to pray with him, and um. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it there. Not when I get off the phone with you guys. Oh, yeah. You know, fast. I, I'm saying that when we have this organization up and running, that that would be one of the goals that we could do to get into these hospitals. And you have these people who are in hospice who never know, you know, have never known the Lord, and they're getting ready to transition over, and they have no hope. Maybe we can help them before they even leave this earth. Before you yeah. know, they can have. I hope that I'm hoping that we can do that as well. The biggest thing is to be more of a listener than a than a talker when you're That's when right. you're when you're when you're you know with hospice patients. They need they really need to get a lot of stuff out off their off their um uh, yes. um the hearts. Yes, 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 yes. Well, not only them, a lot of people, especially people, serious. When you, especially when you're witnessing to new people, that you just gotta sometimes just close your mouth and just listen. And, and then you know how to address the situation. Amen. I, I, I agree. Amen. My, Amen. My, my prayers go with you. Pastor, um, 
Pastor. I want to be there, baby. Hello? Yes, um, I can hear you. I can hear you. Pastor Washington? Say it again. Uh, Pastor Washington? Can we can pray for Pastor Washington? Because he's giving me to undertake something very serious. Amen. Can we just pray out with her as she go on a missionary journey to help this um, this young man, or this man that's getting ready to transition over? You know, pray that God give her the words of encouragement and help him. Um, yes. Yeah. Can we just say a prayer for her, please? Yeah, we're yes. going to say I want to say this. Let me say this first. That is the thing that we want to implement in our churches, that they just don't have missionary organizations. But you they just have, said that, Pastor. Yeah, I'm, that. I'm just saying that I, I, I want, I mean, you know, I heard what you said that you want to see this, you know, one of the things that you really want to push about people going to the hospital and stuff like that. And I think that the new church has got away from doing that. Yeah. That, that they have missionaries, and all they missionaries want to do is go overseas to give to this one and that one, and they're neglecting the people that are here. And the Bible says the charity first starts at home. Oh, and amen. And and we're going abroad to all these third world countries, and we're neglecting the people here to go into the hospital or in hospice or, or things that nobody really So We need, that's one thing we want to implement that my grandmama and them did. They were missionaries, and every Sunday or during the week, they got together and went and washed people up at their homes. Thank they, you. In the homes, too. In the homes, too. Yeah. Thank you for saying they that. Did, they did all that. They cleaned the house. I was a little kid. I'm ready to go, Grandma. When we come back down, and she said, sit there, boy. And she'll sit there and, and bathe them and wash them and cook them food and clean their house up, and then we would go on. So uh-huh. I love to see that again, you know, uh-huh. um, because a lot of people – Get understanding that sometimes the pastor can't make it to see everybody in the hospital or on, and and these are his extended arms to the missionary uh uh organization. So, Father God, right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God, we ask you to walk with Pastor Washington, Father God, as she takes on this enormous test of growing and comforting and encouraging somebody that's moving on into that next place of glory, Father God. Father God, we know it's a very difficult thing to be with somebody. I know what it is, been there, and um, it is something to be with them, Father God, and then wake up one morning or one or hear a call one night that they have moved on. So, Father God, we ask that you strengthen her, Father God, to be able to undertake this assignment that you have given her or put her on, Father God, that she will be all she can be to the person that she's stretching her hand out to. And those that, as she does undertake doing this missionary assignment, Father God, we ask that she be strong enough to instill in the people that she is going out to minister to in these situations. She makes it her primary 
job to make sure that they give their, their life over to Christ. And, yes. Father God, we ask that she just comfort them in a mighty way, Father God. For one thing, I understand, Father God, that you showed us how to love. So, Father God, let her pour out that same love that you poured out for us when you said that you loved the whole world, but you gave your only begotten son. Let that love, conditional love, be poured out to that person that may not have nobody coming to see them, Father God. But we ask love that that you have in her be poured out to nurture that person and to uplift that person as they're moving on into the next stage of of life. We call it eternal life. As they're moving into the next stage of eternal life, Father God, that they will be a comfort and a peace in their spirit. Father God, thank you. And let her be an example to others of what we need to do in the body of Christ and those that are around her may be encouraged by her to do the same. We thank you, we praise you, and we exalt you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 And Pastor, before we leave, can you just review the homework assignment so we all clear on what we need to be doing? Um, we already sent our email addresses to um, Overseer so that he can, um, in turn, when he makes his state, his mission statement, he'll send us a copy of he'll send us a copy of his mission statement. At the bottom, he'll have the CC signet, and he'll, um, each one of us. It's what he'll have each one each one of our um email addresses at the bottom to um for for each one so that each one of us can obtain each other's email address so we can also in turn send out our mission statement to each one so we can all get a look at everyone at one time. Right. And we get, when we come back in two weeks we'll share, we'll come together and we'll um be on one accord and um implement it into the mission statement that represents everyone. Amen. It represents God, really, but it represents Amen. God from everyone. Amen. So, Pastor Overseer, we can't do anything until you send us the email address. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to get that out Pastor to you. I'll get that out to y'all sometime today or tomorrow. Okay. Um, you know what, Pastor? While it's on my mind. There's a guy that I had, a friend of yours, that came and I and and I let, he preached on my my um line, I think it was last year or the year before. And I can't think of his name. Um Bishop somebody. Guys, um I had a couple of guys. Michael maybe, or Brian. Um He's in ministry. Junior. He's in ministry. He he's a pastor. He's a uh, a bishop or something. I really right now doesn't I don't remember. I just, I just want you to think about it because he came across my spirit just now, and I was wondering. I uh, I know he was in my old phone. He was there around the time when I got my jaw broke. That that time, and then I had him come on the line, and me and him used to talk. He lived in the Bronx too. I want you to just think about it. It'll come to you later on or uh, sometime. But he lives in the Bronx. 
And I had him come on because he came on the line on a Bible study one night. And um, you and the group. Yeah, I'm going to hang up because I need this call hospital. All, All right. God right. bless Pastor Watson. God bless Thank you. you. Love God you bless. God bless. Love you too. So uh, just think about that. Father God, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for um, what was shared this this morning um, between your saints, Father God. And, Father God, we ask that you lift us up and guide us as we come back with with, with all of us about what we need to implement in the mission statement and the purpose for this organization. And, Father God, we ask you to look over and care for everyone, Father God, as they move to do your will inside this perverted world, Father God. And, Father God, we just ask you to go with Pastor Charles as he's traveling all over the United States, Father God. We ask you to give her traveling mercy, Father God, that she may be able to complete the things that she is seeking to do, Father God, because she is a everlasting evangelist. Wherever she goes, she's going to evangelize. So, Father God, we just ask that she be able to sow seeds and be able to bring people into the wonderful kingdom of God, Father God. And, Father God, we ask you to, again, strengthen Pastor Washington, Father God, and all that she does as she moves through her missionary moment in her life, God. And, Father God, we ask you to cover Pastor Albright right now and all that she's doing to lift up and bring people and draw people into your kingdom. Father God, we thank you for these these mighty women of God, and we just ask that you care for them, shelter them, and no hurt, harm, or danger come upon them. And we cancel any assignment that the adversary has against them in any form, passing away, that it may not do no harm to them. And we thank you for them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Pastor, um, I always like to self-reflect after we have any kind of meeting um, so we can see what worked and what didn't work and what do we think we can do next time. Based on the conversations that we had with Pastor Washington, myself, and you, what do you think went well and what do you think that we can improve on? I think everything went well. I mean, I mean, we were we, we were able to hear each other. We we let each other speak. We didn't try to interrupt each other. Uh, uh, we waited till each other really got finished with our statements. So I think it was good. Mhm. And no, you could. I, I agree. But I also think what well on it is that we were all on one page or one according. We know what our purpose was, and everybody understood what their goal or uh, their job. Our roles are going to be for the next meeting, and um, we reviewed what we got, you know, what to expect and what to do before the next meeting. So the objectives or the expectations were quite clear, and I, I think that was very, very good. And I, I think also it was really good that we able to see the level of understanding of of, of Sister Washington. You were speaking more as um setting up an organization, but she was speaking more of once the organization is set up, what are some of the things we need to do? Like, remember she said about the choir marching in? Right, right. right. Those are things that you need to implement after organizations is is set up. Right. Uh, So she was speaking, you know, afterwards, but you were speaking more of 
how to get it set up. Right. So that's something that we know that we're going to help with her to move right. forward. Right, right, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying now. And we do, I want, and and, and when I get a chance, I'm going to call and, and, let her, and put that on that table. Um, uh, she's bringing us a lot of things that she's learned in, in seminary school. And, right. Uh, uh, I want to know, I'm gonna, I want to bring you out of that place. That's about the structure of the church as what you want to do in, in your church. Now we're talking about trying to build the structure of an organization that's going to cover all the churches of what we want to bring them under. Uh, she's talking about classes and and right. workshops, and we're not there yet. We want to talk about structuring the the organization that we can implement these classes and 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 things, right. put them in place. But first, we so, need to structure uh, our bylaws, our mission, and things like that. Uh, of what we want to do as working with the, all the churches as a whole. Right. What I would, would suggest, if it's okay with you, I wouldn't, um, you don't want to discourage anyone from their thought process because she's actually thinking now about how to do these things. What I would suggest is, is to ask her, say, look, your ideas are excellent, and we're going to need those ideas. So, so before you forget them, write them down somewhere on a piece of paper so that when we get to that point, we, are, we have those ideas already written down. You know, to, to implement because those are good ideas. It's just that we're not right. ready for them yet, and you right. don't want to discourage us. And thank you, because I don't want to. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. Um, um, I don't want to discourage anybody right. or or make them think that they're wrong. So I think right. exactly. I, I just let know this is this, we we want it. Write it down. But this is not what we're trying to do right now in, in this in this place. And right. I'm, I need just to get on page to what we're trying to do as far as bring about the mandates that we need to put in place for the organization. Right. It's wonderful she has those ideas. I think it's beautiful. And, and you know, it's going to work very well. So, you know, sometimes you talk and you forget what you say. So write it down so we can have it for the future. And but uh, see, and I want uh, when we get to that point, it's going to be understanding. That's going to be on how. That's about the freedom that we're going to let the pastors set up the churches in the way they they like. Because I mean, me, I don't, I don't jump up and down for all that praise dancing. So I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Um, little kids shaking their bodies and everything in front of the church and stuff like that. You know, but some people say that it's all right that they wear them little tight outfits and things like that, and you know. But for me, but you, you know, you that person may like it for their church. I may not like it for my church. Right. What I I would I would address that by saying we each have a different learning style. Some of us are visual learners. Uh, some of us are hands-on learners. Right. Some of us are sensory learners. So uh, praise dancing is a way of expressing um, your emotions and feelings. And some people learn that way. 
So if we can have outfits that are not so revealing, Amen. Uh, you know, it, it, plus it would give, a, that's a way for the younger people to get involved um, in worshiping in, of God, you know, because it's, a, it's an emotion, it's an expression. So we can just basically have to, you know, have a, some outfits where they can actually express their love of God in, in the arts of, of dance and, and, and drama. I, that, I think it would be all right if that's all right with you. Yeah, that's that's what that bothers me when they come out like like in the ballet outfits, you know, like that. Um, that's just a little bit too much. Um, ballet outfits with with no skirt. Yeah, with no skirt. Sometimes, Uh, or they or they had a skirt. They had a skirt, and the skirt is just draped over. You know what I'm saying? Like like halfway and all you know, I, I I've seen I've seen some stuff with praise dancers what they had on that was like uh uh-uh. uh. This is too sexy. It's too sexy and then for a little child to be wearing it and and, and uh you know, when they're in that that middle school going towards that first year of high school and the body is developing, it's like uh, you know. So, <laughs> so with this, this, this is this the attire. This is the way of doing the attire. It's not the praise dancing that bothers me. It's just the attire that they wear. Um, that really, that really disturbs me at times. So, but that's <laughs> this <is> the homo. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> you don't need anything with your homos. No. No, we're just tired. There's enough, there's enough in church that, that, that you know, I was an usher. And when I was an usher, Pastor Charles, people didn't like me. Uh, well, certain women didn't like me because I looked at what you had on. And I would guide the other ushers on where you would sit. From, and I stood at the back door. And the people would say, no, I'm not sitting here. They want to run to the front with a mini skirt on. Uh-uh, you won't sit up here. And mm. then, and later on, we uh, the older women started bringing the little... Um, the cloth. The, the little sheet, yeah, the, the covers out. And right. I would be one of them that... Uh, when we come up to take collection, if you're on that front row, I come back after collection, and I come and put that and give you that thing to put across your leg. Exactly. You ain't distracted my pastor. Right, 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 right. <laughs> the guys used to get when a female come like you, I would them old guys that want to wear the tight suit, the tight pants, and sit up, and you could see all this stuff in a bunch of them old deacons. Uh-huh. I made them move to the back of the row. Uh-uh, you, you can't yeah. sit up here. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You used to get mad at me. I was like, look, man, are you sitting there with your legs because you're big now? You sitting there, but you can see all your stuff. That lady ain't, that lady ain't, you ain't going, you got to sit in the next row. Uh-huh. I'm a beast. Yeah, what you is, I'm awesome. I'm in control now. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but, that's some said. People have different learning styles and, Certain things affect other people, so why put it out there? You know, it right. affects people. Cover, right. cover it up. So I hear what you're saying. 
Right. And I, you know, like, like, like I said, there's a lot of stuff that she said is good. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. we're bring her to understand that some of that, some of the stuff she said we can implement. But some of them we can I, I If Pastor Charles don't want to want to quiet or march up and down the, the aisle, I can't. We can't mandate that. You know. Yeah, whatever. Right, whatever works for the church. You know, whatever with the flow of the church. You never that know. Might, maybe. Right, that might not work for your church. Um, uh-huh. some things, some things like okay, with you, you've had a church. Mm-hmm. Watson has not had our church yet. He's getting ready to put our church together. So when you start out with that, they're accustomed to it. Right. But if your yep. choir, your choir, you got a Pastor Charles church, been been so used to just going up and, and and getting ready. And when 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 the call to worship come, they get they standing and they singing. That's what they're accustomed to. Yeah. Where where is Pastor Washington? Which state? She's in Philadelphia. Oh, Philadelphia. Okay. Pastor Washington, Philadelphia. Pastor Albright in North Carolina. Right, 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 right. Got it. All right, my love. Let me get. Right, let you go. Let me get you to get on your day. Love you, Pastor. Love you. Love you too. Yeah, I gotta get this house clean because my husband be back here too. This time I mentioned this house is spotless. Yeah, so he'd be like, what, what What? did you do while I was gone? Lay in my bed doing nothing. <laughs> so um, you go ahead and have a blessed day. Tell your daughter and your husband I said hello. Oh, yeah, my my daughter's in Antigua. Uh, my husband's in Antigua. So, oh, okay. Yeah, my husband won't be back until um, this week, Tuesday, God's will. Oh, okay. So I get up and... Um, Get this. Um, I haven't done the laundry yet, so I get the laundry done. And I, you know, just do some, just some housework things that I never get a chance to do. Then, like clean the oven, clean the refrigerator. Oh well, you got all you got the house to yourself. You got the time to yourself. So uh, yeah. Well, I've been remember I've been going back and forth to the hospital right. every single day with my sister, and I've been taking my dad out, him around. So I've been been extremely busy. That's why I'm laying in the bed now because I'm so tired. I've been out doing, I, I guess you say missionary work <laughs> the whole week. Running back and forth, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, going to the hospital is no joke. I'm going to, And then sitting there and watching him, that's very, very challenging. But, you know, you have to do what you got to do, and I thank God for doing it because, you know, you get a chance to spend that time with this person. And he, it seems like he can hear but I don't know how much he can process. I don't know. But I know I did what I could do to help him when he was in the church. And I know he accepted the Lord, which is what's all. Amen. Good. That's all that matters to me. So now I'm just there basically to support my sister. All right. Well, yeah. um, she needed it. And um, it's not like having your pastor sister there. So yeah, you, yes, yes, yes. You, you you got you got you supporting the all in one, and that, and that's a blessing. Yeah, yes, yes. My my daughter was right there with her yesterday, laying on her and touching her, involving her. You know, showing her, and I know what Tina was doing. Tina was just showing her so much extra love, you know, and support. And you can see my sister was gravitating to it. So I'm so grateful for my child that she knows how to show love, definitely, so to everyone. 
Uh-huh. All right, my love. Let me get up and get some of this work done. I don't want to do it, but I got to get done. All yes. right. Again, I love you, Pastor, and you go on a blessed day, and we'll talk. All right. Yeah. Uh huh. All right, doll. And I'll they don't want this evening. I'll type up that minute and I'll get it to you. I'll call okay. you and get your email address. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna send it to your phone right now as soon as I get off. Well, why don't you do this? Send it to my phone. Send it to my email address. Let me give you. Oh, let me. Hold on. Let me just give you my email address right now. Well, well, oh. huh? no, check. it'd be better if you check it to me that I can see it. <laughs> oh. so I'm still in the bed, too. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll do. I'll check it to you. All right. All right. God bless. Love you, Pastor. Thank you. Love you. God bless. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.